Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Intelligent Warren with Alex Silva. Today is Thursday, March 18th. Got a bit of a packed show for you guys today. Episode number seven. Episode seven already. What's gonna? What am I gonna talk about today? We got a bit about uh, a little bit about Twitch. What's Twitch been up to? Twitch. Some TikTok. TikTok stars. How do they make their money? I, I, I'm, I'm done some digging, and I'm, 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 and I'm trying to figure it out. Um, you know, March Madness is upon us. What's going to happen? Do I like March Madness? Do I like college basketball? How do I feel about that? You might be surprised. Um, the Snyder Cut, I've seen it today. Um, I was thinking about watching it at midnight, but I was also saying, like, you know what? I'll save this for the morning. Or the afternoon. I'm, I'm going to save this one. I want to be fully awake and in my couch on my big TV with my soundbar and watch this thing unfold. Was it worth it? Was it really worth it? We're going to find out about that today. We're going to find out about that. Um, but let's start with Twitch. How about Twitch? What is Twitch? If, if, if you guys don't know what Twitch is, Twitch is this uh, streaming platform that is usually used to stream... Uh, Streamers, entertainers, content creators, playing video games. That was, that's one of the, that's its like main thing. That's what it's always been about. Um, streamers making boatloads of money, getting a big following, a big community, getting behind them, watching them play video games, talk to them, interacting with their chat boxes, interacting with their communities, being friendly, making friends, having some fun, you know, just pure entertainment. And everything about Twitch is, it could be good or bad. I've seen a lot of drama about Twitch, falling outs of Twitch, people getting banned on Twitch. You know, uh, Dr. Disrespect getting banned, other people getting banned, their DMCA thing with their playing of music and their strict copyright rules, which, you know, everybody really has, every platform has that. Um... But I've seen a lot of it. I've seen a lot, and I and I appreciate the the creators on Twitch because they have this marathon like mentality, like my brother does it too. Um, you can follow him at, or subscribe to his uh, or uh, to his Twitch at Average Elite One, Average Elite One. That's his Twitch um, account. Um, but I always I really admired the marathon mentality of uh, Twitch streaming because literally. If you play games or you do a live stream or you do like a just chatting thing for like over, oh, I don't know, maybe over like four hours, right? You go on to six, eight, 10, 12 plus hours of streaming and you're on a, you, you've got to be, you know, really dedicated and you've got to have a lot of uh, um, um, stamina. You got to be able to keep up with the chat while also, you know, reminding yourself that you're on a hot mic most of the time. Most of the time, you're going to be on a hot mic. And shoot, man, for however many hours you're going to be on that hot mic, you got to be careful what you're saying. You need to be careful what you're saying. And like, I don't get it, man. I just, I wish I understood how they did it. And I mean, I applaud them. Yeah, I I, I do. But I, I'm also like, dang, I, I mean, like, it's like your your hours are like 12-hour days, 16-hour days, 
And it's like, are, are you happy about that? And I'm, I'm pretty sure like the intention in the beginning of most of these creators is like, yeah, I'm having some fun. I'm having a lot of fun. But I've done some like digging in on some people's streams and I'm not going to name their names, but like some of them um, that I see, some of them like are so bent over and at, at the at their feet of their chat boxes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I have the, um, I, I wouldn't want to be like determined or dictated by a chat box on to answer questions, on to do things, on to, um, give me a shout out, on to do that or whatever. I, I don't see like, I don't feel like I have that in me to do that. I've always admired the, the way that they handle that too, because some people I'm sure like there's drama in the chat boxes, um, you know, um, I'm sure that there's bad behavior, there's a bunch of bad things that could happen in that chat box, and then you're responsible for it. So I've always been um, pretty um, respectful in the way of how they do that, because they do do Twitch, and when I mean they do Twitch, I mean they have loads of followers, loads of watchers, viewers, whatever. They're making some cash money right there. They're making cash money, and it's, it's, it's cool because literally they just stream all day long and make a ton of money, boatloads of money. And it's like, well, I understand why you do that, but I also, like, I, I want to see, like, how many dollars will it take for you to, like, kind of, like, not do what you do. You know what I mean? Like, because some people on Twitch, whether it be, like, oh, you know, a video game streamer like Tim the Tatman or Nick Merckx or whoever, um, they are, they usually um, aren't focused on their chats all the time like they kind of go back and forth playing their video games and they're also talking to their friends and doing things like that and they'll occasionally look at their chat and answer a couple questions or say this or say that or whatever but i i just whenever like i see them just like looking at their chat and like seeing what they're want to respond to or want to ignore i'm always like kind of like concerned of how that person goes about their day you know what i mean like i i wonder if he's had like training or he's like He's so like, um, you know, he's prepared of what's what might happen if he's gonna get baited, if he's gonna get like played on their chat or whatever. You know, you gotta admit, like, there's gotta be some people that watch their stream that don't like these people, right? There's gotta be at least a few that are trying to get this person to be, you know, say something that they shouldn't be saying, do something that they shouldn't be doing, you know, and like that, they that might be their entire purpose just to make this streamer mess up or, you know, put him in some kind of uh, a bad light or a bad, like, situation. So I'm, I, I'm always, like, kind of, like, really astonished and really, uh, I, I full respect to, like, what these guys do. It's crazy. But I have this weird thing that's happening with me personally. And I don't know if this is for every person on Twitch, but I think what's happening is that there's getting some... I'm getting some weird, weird recommended channels on my Twitch. And let me let me remind you, I, I subscribe to my brother, Average Elite One, Tim the Tatman, and a couple other people, right? So whenever like I see them pop up, I'll pop in, watch their stream a bit, and then pop out. I'm not like a, some person that's just gonna be lingering in the chat or their stream all day. I don't have you know, I don't wanna be at watching them do something all day long for hours and hours and hours. I, I just don't want to be like that. I, I don't have I don't have the attention span or I don't have the time to do that. And I don't want to either. So when I see what I'm recommended and everything like I'm seeing right now 
is in just chatting. So I'm 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 guessing that the just chatting um page or the tab or whatever is the most viewed um tab, I think. And that's why it's recommending me this um this you know these people. So when I go to browse, I'm on it right now and I go to just chatting and I click on it, I'm seeing like I, I don't know who or what I, I understand, but like there's a lot of um, the most of the people that are on um, Twitch recommended and just chatting. And I'm looking at it right now. I'd say a majority of the people on here are um, women, right? And I uh, and and they're they're not fully clothed, by the way. Now there's no nudity on Twitch. Which would be bad because there's a lot of kids on Twitch. So, and I would feel like since there's so many um, kids, I, I I would have to believe on Twitch. Wouldn't like there be like, a, and I understand like the, the parents should also like be like, hey, what is your kid watching? You, they, you know, they should be the number one person who's, who's dictating of what your child is able to watch on the internet. I get that. But it's just like everything I'm getting recommended is these not fully clothed women on Twitch, just chatting at their chat, just talking, and I'm just here sitting like, what am I even doing here, what am I doing, I'm not doing this, I'm not making any money, so I'm thinking like, wait a minute, what if I just went on onto Twitch and chatted without my shirt on, maybe I could rake up some money, maybe I could, you know, pay for a house, a car, whatever, you, you know, you think about it, you're like, hey, hold on, these women are are making some money. You know, respect the hustle. Like, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. You know, you know what I mean? Like, maybe I'm maybe I'm the moron. Maybe I should take off my shirt. But I don't think anybody's gonna want to see that. You know, it, it could be a big big mistake. But you know, make some cash money on it. But you know, whatever. But I, I just think that it's 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 weird because. I mean, that, that has to be the reason, right? That has to be because Just Chatting is the most viewed tab right now. And the top people on Just Chatting are are, 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 are not fully clothed women. So it's got to be it. That that has to be it. I mean, I, I, I don't think that, that the, the person who's putting the recommendations on Twitch is some horny guy. It can't be. That, that, that's just not how it works. It's got to be this algorithm thing this this ai bullshit i don't don't know it's got to be something that's different that that i'm missing i I think i cracked the code right here because i've been wondering why i've been getting all these um not fully clothed women on my recommendations i don't because i i don't search for this i don't even go on twitch all that much but when i see it i'm like wait a minute what is it doing i i didn't want this now i don't click on them because i i i I don't find that entertaining but still i'm just like wait why am i getting this and I, i can't be the only person who's getting this I really can't because if I go all the way to the bottom of this recommendation, I see Shroud and he's playing Tom Clancy's Raid, whatever, um, Rainbow Six, and uh, it's it's got twenty two thousand um, viewers. But the person who's at the very top of my recommendations has only a little bit less than ten thousand. So I'm guessing that it's got to be this this weird algorithm thing where it's like, oh, uh, just chatting is the best is the number one tab. So we're gonna give you everything that's just chatting, and then go go from there. It's got to be. I mean, I, I I'm I'm not I I don't like 
I, I that's all I can think of. I, I there's nothing I can I can point to that would make me why these people pop up on my channel or or my feed or the recommendations. So it's like I, I don't know what's happening. I really don't know, and it's been confusing me because, um, when I see it, I'm like, bro, bro, what am I doing? Like this is supposed to be a kid site, right? This is supposed to be a kid site, like, and I remember like now like this this one platform this one tab just chatting pretty much has like more viewers than like almost any other video game on this one like single video game right so it's like like right now um just chatting has got five 515k viewers the next one is Grand Theft Auto 5 with 442 viewers 442k viewers so it's like, man, that's beating GTA 5. It's like, why, my God. And now I know why it's recommended. I just figured that out right now. So now I know why I'm getting recommended all these just chattings because that's the number one tab. It's got to be. There's no other explanation because the people who I follow aren't the same type of people. I follow some of my friends, uh, my brother, obviously. But, like, I think I finally got to the bottom of this case because I was getting a little bit weirded out. Like, why? I, I didn't understand why at first. But now I think I do. And now that I know now, that makes me um that makes me feel better, I think. Because I was thinking, like, wait a minute, is does when you have, when you sign up for chat or Twitch, does it ask you your gender or whatever? Like maybe if I chose something else, would it choose something different? I have no I had no idea why it was doing that. I had no idea. Every time, and there's no history that I can clear. Because like Whenever you go onto YouTube and, like, you you find, you, like, I had this problem when I was looking up stuff for, like, spoilers, like, on The Mandalorian or whatever. Like, if you would type in The Mandalorian too much in YouTube or whatever, it would start revealing things about The Mandalorian. Like, say if you hadn't watched the newest episode or whatever, and you typed in way too much Mandalorian or, like, way too much um, theory or you type in these keywords in the search bar. After you do that, and if you don't clear your search history... If you don't clear your search history, you're going to get all these other videos in your feed and you might see something that might spoil the show or a movie or whatever. So you got to be careful with that. So I was thinking like, wait a minute, I don't search these people. So how am I getting all this recommended? And I think like now that I know why Twitch is doing this, it's like, okay, I, I get it. I understand now. I think I do. I think I got a bit of a grasp on what was happening because I was getting a little weirded out. I was like, wait, damn, because it goes back to when I was on the Out of the Ordinary Friends podcast when we were we were talking about discussing how this guy injured his penis because Twitch was was recommending him all these women, and he you know he could, he couldn't control himself, and then he got he injured his penis, and he tried to sue Twitch, and everybody was like, whoa, 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 bro, like you, he was trying to sue Twitch, like no, Twitch did this to me, they recommended me all these channels to all these women and all that. I was just thinking like, wait a minute. Maybe that's why, because just chatting is so damn popular, it just recommends those ones because it's so popular. I It must be. I think it must be that. By the way, I don't I don't hate on Twitch. I don't hate anybody, anybody who does Twitch. I think Twitch is a great platform to, to, you know, to entertain, to talk, to build a community, to build an audience, to build friendships, to build... Uh, uh, you know, business ideas, you know, Twitch is a great platform for that, a lot of, and a lot of people have made money on Twitch, and, you know, Twitch is heavily used, it's, it's from what I know, it's like the number one platform for, for a live streaming, so, like, it, it is what it is, you know, Twitch knows what it's doing, Twitch knows, like, these people bring in their money, they're not gonna stop that, I mean, sure, you, you, and they do put, I'm sure they, they put on warnings, 
for certain streams or certain people or whatever. And, you know, it's not their fault if you click it because you ended up clicking it. So, you know, I, I, I have no beef with Twitch. I think Twitch is a good uh, platform, a good tool, and a good way to, you know, uh, for entertainment, really. I mean, think about that. We're, what we, we solidly, we solely crave is entertainment. And, you know, you can find entertainment in many other mediums. It's not just movies and TV anymore. It's 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 Twitch, it's YouTube, it's uh, apps like you know Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. It's all of that. Everything now can be harnessed and and viewed as entertainment now. So it's crazy, you know. And like some people would say, like you know, Twitch is like one of the you know bigger biggest like entertainment platforms ever, one of the biggest ones ever. Because you think about it, because so I follow Tim the Tatman, and he would get paid. Um, by Amazon Prime to watch football games on Thursday night back when it was Thursday night football and he he was able to stream the game along with himself watching the game so it was like it's like they're all cashing in and doing these advertisements and doing promotions and doing partnerships and all that so it's like it's just this big business thing that they're doing now and I get why they're doing it because they have they you know they they know that these creators have so many following a, a huge following a a bunch of followers so it's like hey why not you know we're not like shoving anybody you know this down their throat we're not making you watch it so it's like hey this is let's capitalize on this. this this opportunity is here and let's let's take advantage of it I, and i i get that i i understand that and i i think if people are going to be sour about twitch and say like hey, you shouldn't be making money on twitch that's not a real job well you know what if, if you're making somebody have a you know providing somebody with entertainment with uh and they, you know, they want to donate money, they want to subscribe to you, they they want to do this, they want to do that, then that, that is, technically, you are making money, and sure, it's not a, not like a traditional job where you got to clock in and clock out eight hours a day, whatever, uh, we get that, but the world is changing, the, the entertainment is becoming the main, one of the biggest forms of, 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 of um, earning money, you know? And it's not just like Twitch, but like YouTube does it too. But YouTube's kind of been a little, little bit of, of on the, little bit of on the decline. I would say Twitch is kind of approaching like where YouTube was back in the day. But you know, because it's all live. It's a live platform. You don't upload videos on there. You do everything live. So when you do it live, then then it becomes like a a video on demand. Then you can go back and watch it if you want. But you can't like just straight up upload a video onto Twitch. It's only live, and and again, like I said, with live, you got to be careful if you're going to be on like for, you know, so many hours. You just, you know, you, it's also like it's it's dangerous because you need to be careful of what you say. And if you're on for like all those hours, and you're not, you're like you're not being careful, and somebody plays you or somebody baits you and all that, then it's like, you know, you can get banned or whatever. And then then what? Then you lose like some income for a while. And then and like you got to remember, like these people use Twitch as their their job, their main source of in- income. So, I mean, who are you to tell somebody that that's not a job? You know what I mean? Like, because just because they're not doing something that you do, they're doing something that they enjoy doing, that they use their talents for. And like, you're just not in a good place with your job or whatever. You, you, you feel cheated or you're getting jealous or like maybe, well, why don't you just try to do something else then? Maybe not just hate on what they do, but try to do something that you like or, or try Twitch out or whatever, you know? You can do that. You you can do that. It, no one's stopping you. No one's saying like, "Oh, I have to do this because this is what I do." No, you're not tied down to anything. Um, it may be hard at first, yeah, but because you gotta um provide maybe for your family, 
for your children, whatever, but like you're even, you know, just yourself, but you know, it's a risk and you got to be willing to take that risk. Um, life is a big risk. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to go your way, what's going to go wrong. You just never know. So you just got to be willing to take that risk. If that means you got to take less hours at your actual job to do it, then you, if you, if you believe in it, then you ought to do it then, I guess. I mean, you know, I'm not saying like quit your job. No, don't just quit your job. Take into some thought thought about it. If you want to pursue Twitch, if you want to do this, you need to take some thought into it and make that decision for yourself because only you know your capabilities. Only you know um, what you can do, what you can handle, and what you can't handle. Only you know that. You know, maybe you have some have some uh, advisors, uh, you know, a psychiatrist, whatever that you talk to about that. That's all great. If it, if it helps you in your life, do it. That's what I'm saying. Like. Only you know you, the people that you tell um, yourself to the people, uh, you know, whether, you know, whether it be those people, but like only you really know yourself and you know your limits, you know your capabilities. So you make that decision yourself. And uh, like like I said, I'm not saying quit your job. Please don't do that. If you know that you can't do it or you can't afford to quit your job, don't do that. But, you know, if you see this and you're like, oh, F the people on Twitch, it's not a real job. Well, then go get a real job or go do what you want to do. Do that. Have some a little bit of a have some um, drive because these people did do what they wanted to do. It, you know, they probably did have to quit their job. They probably were scared about their income. They probably were scared about how much if they were going to succeed. They probably weren't. And some of them probably failed and failed hard, miserably. Now to go back, but they learned their lesson. Maybe they, maybe it, it woke them up. Maybe it said like, "Hey, you know what? Maybe this just wasn't for me. Maybe I wasn't cut out for this. Maybe I just didn't have it in me. Maybe I, maybe I should never have done it." You know, we only they know. Again, you only know yourself. I want to shift a bit to TikTok, and this is a topic that was brought to me brought to me by a fan of the show. Thank you so much for um, uh, putting it out there. And the topic was he wanted me to. Gonna go through the uh, top five earners on TikTok because I, for one, am not very uh, familiar with TikTok. I know what it sort of is. I know what it was kind of about when it first started, but I never really was into it. I I, I don't have a TikTok. I don't have the app. Um, I had to go onto YouTube just to find like the top people. Well, I found an article on Forbes about the top, uh, the highest earning stars on TikTok, and I'm going to go through the list of who they are and what they do, because for me, um, TikTok was always just like, I saw it as like, I remember when I first saw TikTok, I was like, is this just an app where you can lip sync and dance, and that's all you do? Because everybody was doing that, and I thought like, is that all you can do? Turns out you can do a lot more, but I'm going to go through the the, the top five earners on TikTok, and and just for like a back information this is an article by Forbes it was published on uh oh when was it um August 6th 2020 so this was only a little bit uh, about a year ago uh, it is March so August 2020 um and these are what they make um during their first 12 months on the platform uh wait I think that's what it says let me see hang on uh shoot so it's gonna be going through um these viral viral video creators, all of whom earned at least one million in the twelve months through June, have only just begun to monetize their fame, primarily through the sales of personality branded merchandise 
and sponsored content for for brands such as Sony Chipotle and Revlon. So it's going to be like a 12-month thing of what they earn in a year, their yearly pay, I guess. So um, we got number one with earning $5 million is Addison Ray. Easterlink, that's $5 million on just TikTok. That's a lot of money. Um, so that's number one. Uh, number two is uh, Charlie D'Amelio. D'Amelio. And she makes $4 million on TikTok. Up next is her uh, Dixie D'Amelio. I'm guessing her sister. And she makes $2.9 million on TikTok. That's crazy. That's a lot of money. And then number four, we got uh, Lauren Gray. She makes $2.6 million on TikTok. Still a lot of money. And number five, we got at $1.5 million, this guy named Josh Richards. So again, like these guys make a ton of money. I've done a little bit of research on what TikTok, what these TikTokers do on TikTok. And literally, it's just what I said. They, they uh, lip sync songs. They do these funny dances. They do sometimes with other people. Major, for the majority, it's just them doing like these dances. And like these aren't like dances that you might know. I've never seen any of these dances. And they're always to the beat of the music, whether it be like a rap song you know any song really i've seen a uh, i've seen a, a, a vast majority of variety of songs that they you know dance to and lip sync to and I, I i will say this when you see it like when you see them do it for the first time it is a little bit uh it's you look at it and it's 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 very like wow that's weird i've never seen that before like i never never seen anybody like move to that song like that or or, or lip sync that song but then after a couple, you're like, oh, it's kind of just the same thing. They're doing this over and over and over again. So I'm just like thinking, like, I, I don't understand how this was so sustainable for so long that they've got, like, these deals with these companies like Chipotle and Revlon. I, I, I was just, like, kind of blown away when I read that article, the article about that. And I was just like, wow, that's insane. So there's two things that I have missed out on, TikTok and Twitch. So I'm just losing out, out on all fronts here today. So I don't know, what, like, what... A, I, to me, like, doing those dances, doing those lip syncs, I would feel extremely, extremely embarrassed. I would feel extremely embarrassed. And I gotta admit, like, these guys had to have known, like, this is gonna be make me look weird. I'm gonna look dumb doing this. But the fact that they actually did it and they made so much goddamn money off of it, I mean, I gotta give you respect, right? I mean, like, I can't deny what you did was a, was a bad thing. You made so much goddamn money off of it. So it's just like, I mean, I, I, personally... I don't find it that entertaining, like for that long to just keep, just to keep watching it, and then they they literally literally do the same thing over and over and over again. So I'm thinking like maybe uh, I wouldn't. I'm not the person who's gonna keep watching those TikToks, but I I mean I guess I gotta give it to you because you made so much money off of it. Like dang, you definitely cashed in on the younger audience. You know I, I will say that because a lot of the younger people, you know I'm 27, so I'm, I think I might have missed it, but um. They probably like this a lot. They probably watch them all the time. Um, I know people who, you know, are on TikTok a lot. So I, I guess I just missed it. So, I mean, kudos to you. You, you did a good job, a good thing. You got, you provided entertainment for so many people, and you got paid. So, I mean, what can I, what can I say? Good job. Um, definitely something that I would never probably watch ever. But like, yeah, I mean, what, I'm not gonna hate on it. I'm not gonna say like. Oh, you don't deserve your money. You don't deserve this, that. I mean, well, yeah, you kind of did because with doing what you did, you got so many companies to want to, you know, work with you or or do things with you or you know collab together. So it's like you didn't 
fail at all. You did the you 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 made it to the top. If you're getting sponsored and you're being like promoted by Chipotle, right? One of the biggest like uh, quote unquote Mexican restaurants in the world, then like you're doing something right. You did something that everybody notices and everybody thinks that it's cool, and with a, a company that you most likely like. So it's like you did well. You won. You're winning. You did a good thing. So it's like yeah, cool. Whatever, but it's just it's just not for me though. It's not for me, and um, but it's weird because I, I you know some some of my friends like TikTok for other reasons though, and I I fall in this this category of of the TikToks that you will probably never ever see on TikTok. Now what I'm about to say is gonna be a little bit weird, but I think if you if you completely just obliterate your search history on TikTok and search the weirder shit, you might have a little bit more fun. And the reason I've, I've seen these TikToks is, well, one, because I don't have TikTok. I'm just giving you some advice if you want to see some of these because they do exist and they're out there, but you're just not seeing them. Is that if I watch this podcast or listen to this podcast called Your Mom's House um, with Tom Segurans and Christina P. But what they do is they, they have this, they're a comedy duo you know, husband and wife, and they're they're really great com- comedians, and they have this podcast that comes out every week. And one of their segments that they talk about is is TikToks and all, and not the TikToks that you're used to seeing, but some weird people on there, some people that just you know they they put out a TikTok addressing one person, but it goes out to the world and everybody sees it. And I think that's just it's so funny because like you get such a variety of weird people on that on that spectrum of TikTok on that algorithm of TikTok. That will never, ever really see the light of day unless you watch the show or you search it yourself. So when I when I watch the Your Mom's House and I when we get to the TikTok segment, I, I sometimes I'm, I'm so surprised at the people of what they do on TikTok because it literally is just like so they have no idea how the app works. They have no idea what what people do on it, what it's what the majority of the content on TikTok is. And it's just so funny to see how people use TikTok in a way that they didn't know it was made for. It's just, it's so bizarre. It's weird, but it's also so, like, you can't stop watching it because it's like, I'm so, like, I am so fascinated by the way people um, interact with things in a different way than what they're supposed to. You'll get somebody on TikTok um, saying, like, Hey, Joe, just want to say happy birthday and I'll see you next weekend or whatever. It's like, that's going out to everybody, bro. Everybody's seen that who follows you. You know, that might just be, everybody's going to see that. It's not just, it's a TikTok isn't like meant for person to person messaging or whatever. It's not that, I think. So when you send it out like that and everybody can see it, and it's just like, it's, I just find it so funny because it's just people who don't know how to use the app. And it's just, it's so weird. It's so, it, it, you can tell if they don't mean it really, but they don't know how it works. So it's just like, ah, oh man. But it's also really funny because like you get some weird things. You also like, I've seen some TikToks where it's just like, it's just, um, the, my favorite is when people ask other people on dates. And this is true. I've seen this happen a few times. When it happens, they're like, hey, um, I just want to know if you will, uh, uh, um, go out with me, um, will you see me, I think you look cute, I think you're pretty, or whatever, and they actually send that out to the world, 
And I'm just thinking like, dude, this is not a dating site. I, don't send this out. People are going to see it. This is horrible. But again, I can't stop watching it because I can't stop. It's so entertaining and it's so funny to see that people just are so oblivious to a platform and literally just hear the word TikTok and think like, oh, that's some, you know, dating app or whatever. And it's just like, and there's some people who literally have the intent of finding a soulmate or a boyfriend or a girlfriend on TikTok like it's some dating site. It's so bizarre. And I just like, I, you can't, I, I couldn't stop watching. And, and like the, the best thing ever is when you see a TikTok, and I only see these, see these on your mom's house podcast, is when like they have these TikToks of some people trying to give advice to other people. Like that's what their job is. Like you go to the, their TikTok account and it's just all advice on how to pick up men, how to pick up women, how to deal with relationships. It's like, what is happening? So you've got a wider spectrum of people who you've probably never even thought of. Yeah, you know the Josh Richards, Addison Rays, the Charlie D'Amelio, whatever. Um, you've heard of all those people, but I'm pretty sure there, there's this other side of TikTok. I call it the dark side of TikTok that you probably have never seen and probably never even heard of. But if you if you watch your mom's house, if you if you search for these weird things on TikTok, I it's there's a whole another realm there, and it's it's just other people that you haven't even heard of, seen. It's gonna blow your freaking mind because when I see these on the podcast on the show, I cannot believe that they're actually TikToks. I cannot believe it because they're so out of the loop of what that app is made for and what the majority of people do that they turn it into something else. And when I say they turn into something else, if you were a fan of this app back in the day, I used to use it a lot. It was called iFunny. And what that was is that it took like a bunch of weird video memes from Vine, from Instagram, from, oh, shoot, there's Snapchat, whatever. Like it would rip these memes from those platforms and they would just put them on there. So you wouldn't have to get Vine or... um Instagram or Twitter or whatever you they would just all be there but it was some like the weirdest bizarrest shit I've ever seen and that's kind of like what TikTok is almost becoming because to me iFunny is kind of dead I don't use it anymore but like when I see like the stuff like on your mom's house it's like it's almost the same as you see on iFunny or it's not as memey but it's, it's it's the weird shit that you see the weird shit and from what I said about like the dating advice, the boyfriend advice, that's like not even all of it. There's some even more weirder shit there. You can find people getting hurt. There was a video of somebody like releasing a bear into the wild. There was like a video of some people just, you know, saying, hey, this is my day. This is what I do. It's just it's you can find so many other people and different types of people on that platform it's just like I, I can't even believe it bro I can't believe how many people use that app and how many people just post whatever they want not knowing it's like hey people are gonna see this that you're not, you you know you might not want them to see it but you're like oh yeah I, I thought it was just to this person no it wasn't it's to everybody everybody saw it so it's like man dude I just like I want to know like what they're thinking about that when they hear it and when they see it like oh shit that went to everybody like yeah bro it did everybody saw it. So like, it's just crazy. Like I personally don't enjoy TikTok. Like the, again, I, I don't have the app. I don't check it frequently. I usually just check it on the, your mom's house, like every week, whenever they have that on their show. 
but it's just, oh man, there's just a, a whole nother side of TikTok that I think the majority of the people do not know exists. And if you search for it, you might find it and you might be freaked out. You might be disappointed or you might be incredibly, incredibly happy. It's your, your, your choice if you want to. I'm just saying that there's this other side there that many people don't know about. So it's just, oh boy, I don't know. I have no idea. It's just, I'm lost for words for it because it's just so, it's so bizarre. It really is bizarre. And it's it's also funny because I watch him on the show and I, I can't stop laughing about him because like they see it with me and I'm like, I think the same way as Tom and Christina. So it's like, oh my God, like I didn't know these people did that. I didn't know that they thought that this was what the app was for. It's weird to see all those people so clueless on TikTok. That's why I didn't make one because I, I didn't know what it was really. And I didn't know like, I, I saw like the lip syncing, the dancing and all that, the singing, the music. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Is this all you do? And then I saw the show and I'm like, oh, okay, there's more to it. You can pretty much pretty much put whatever you want on there. It's just like the dancing and the music was just like one of the big things that they promoted and did. And that got people the most followings and the, they made, made the most money off of it. So it's like, I get it now. I and I understand you really could do anything, but like the music thing was like a big, uh, was a big, what's the word? It's it, w- it was a big component to the app and it made that part fun. I mean, like if you, if you, if you like lip syncing or karaoke, karaoke or dancing or whatever, I get it. Like it's going to be very, very appealing to the, to people of why people would want to watch that or why people would want to see that. I get it. Music is, it, it translate, it translates all people and all that. So it's, it's cool. I get that. But at the same time, it's like, I, I would feel like that would get, get a little repetitive and I would get a little bored by it. So I would be like, again, when I saw the videos and the compilations on YouTube, I was like, okay, this is all they do. I'm bored of it. I've seen one, one was cool. Two was all right. But then I'm like, all right, I'm kind of over it. Now, if you noticed, last week's episode, I didn't talk a lick of sports. Not because I didn't want to, or not because I got backlash of people like not liking the sports section. Just because I kind of forgot to, and I kind of didn't put it in the notes, and I was just like, well, yeah, I already have this and that and this and that. I'll just leave sports out for this week, that last week. And I'm like, maybe people missed it, maybe they didn't. But now we're going to talk about some sports. And the big thing that's happening this Friday, tomorrow, is going to be March Madness, uh, the the men's NCAA basketball tournament. If you don't know what that is, it's a big college tournament where all the best teams from all the best conferences who make the make the dance, make the play, uh, make the tournament play for the national championship to be national champions of the of the country, the best college basketball team in the you know the country and i have a little bit of a mixed feeling of this tournament i enjoy it but i also know what it is and i shouldn't expect that much of it what i mean by that is i am watching college kids play college kids play basketball and what where i i enjoy basketball i enjoy uh sports i enjoy you know competition and i enjoy this but there are some times when you watch college and then you see like all the mistakes, and you see all the miscues, and you see all the the fouls being called, the missed shots, the missed layups, the missed dunks, the missed opportunities, whatever it is. And then I kind of get a little bit of a, a, a reckoning again, like, oh yeah, it is just college. Like I'm not watching professional athletes like in the NFL 
MLB, um, NBA play their sports, right? These are the kids that are playing the sports still. Some of them aren't even focused on making it to the NBA. They're just doing it to to play basketball and getting a scholarship and then doing whatever they want after that with their degree. I get that. So whether it is, whether, sorry about that, whether I see the college basketball as being this big tournament, this big um, college versus college fan base, alma mater, pomp and circumstance, I get that. But uh, when it comes down, boy, you boil it down to the actual game itself, the competition, the, 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 the team, one team versus the other team, I get the the quality of the play is just not there for me. So it's kind of weird. Like I have this, I enjoy the competition, I enjoy the tournament itself, and what it brings with all the games, the matchups, and this team, there's no, the number one seed. They have to beat this fifteenth seed, and they that usually does happen. But I do get a, a little mad when it's like, oh, the number one seed fell to the eighth seed, or or the eighth seed is going all the way to the championship, and then they get blown up by the obvious winner. And then it's like, well, okay, cool. I like the drama of it. Like, I, I, I enjoy like when like the, the Cinderella story happens when the number you know, eight seed beats the one seed. I, I like that. I enjoy that for what it is with the storyline. But it's like, does that make the tournament better, as um the quality of the sport, like the quality of the basketball, is as because like sometimes you'll see like a game like I, I think it was like maybe last week I saw like a. I was watching a little bit of a game and it was like it was like 6 to 8 and like 12 minutes have already passed in the half of the basketball game. And I was like, if you don't know college basketball, they play two 20-minute halves. So like 12 minutes went by and the combined score was 14 points. So it's like I mean, yeah, they're the the game is is a big game, but the quality of the basketball is not big time quality. So when I see that, I'm like, oh, if, I'm not saying it's going to happen in the tournament, but like usually if that does happen, you have to remind yourself like, oh, yeah, it's just college basketball. It's just amateur basketball. I mean, like, what did you expect? Like, what what was your like, what did you did you expect? Like 115 points? No, it's not the NBA. These these are just kids. They don't know. Like, they don't know. They, they're not trying. Not all of them are trying to make the NBA. They're just trying to play for the school. They don't have like the talent that the people who get drafted into the NBA do. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying that nobody in the tournament is going to go to the NBA. Yeah, a lot of them do, but there's also a bigger majority who don't get drafted or don't even go to the draft or just play, you know, just to play for the school. I'm not saying that they're not good, but it's not like you're getting all NBA rookie class talent in every single game. You know what I mean? It's just it's not going to be, you know, as high scoring as technically, you know smart nobody's going to be as good as the nba so like when you watch it, it's like okay yeah i get it like it's pop and circumstance yeah it's cool but it's like i'm watching a, a lesser quality of basketball and that kind of gets to me because i'm like okay like i and it's not like because i don't hate college I, I hate college sports i don't hate college sports i just don't think that if you didn't go to a big school or you you know you didn't go to a um if you're not like a big fan of college sports, you didn't go to a big alma mater school, then it's like, it's just kind of like, okay, it's fun. It's entertaining, but like, that's it really. So like, I, I, I do watch it and I do have fun with it sometimes, but like, it's just like sometimes the quality when it dips too far for me, I kind of tune out of it and I kind of get uninterested. 
and I'm just kind of bored, like, okay, well, where's this going? Okay, who's left? And oh, I didn't expect that. Cool. Everybody's bracket breaks like within like the first day too. Like nobody's bracket will stay the same, and especially this year when like all those, all the big schools like uh, Kentucky, Duke, aren't even in the tournaments. Like what? What's happening? You know what I mean? Like it's almost like they kind of quit this year because it was COVID year. But it's like why? No, and okay, but I get why you're quitting. But it's like ah, come on. It kind of makes a it makes the tournament not seem as legit. You know what I mean? It just makes it seem like it's not as, it's not a full real year of college basketball. It's just like, okay, cool, whatever. But I still watch it. I still try to get get into it. I don't watch like every game, but I watch a few games. And obviously I watch like the final four and see who makes it and all that. But I'm just like, eh, it's not for me. It's, 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 I know what I'm watching. I'm watching a lesser quality of basketball and I'm just like, eh, it's whatever. I much, I much more prefer the NBA Finals or the NBA Playoffs. That shit is really good. That's when I get really into basketball when those NBA Playoffs start because you get so many games, so every day, and the, the quality is there, and the the all the players are there, the the storylines are there, everything is there. And like in college basketball, it's so much. There are so many other schools and so many other conferences to to pay attention to that you can't really. There are some schools that you don't even know about. I mean, you can get into it like a like like really know every single team but it's so much work to do it and i just don't have the time for it so it's like yeah i know that uh i know that michigan is good they got Jawan howard i know that uh iowa's good i know that illinois is good but that's about it man i mean like i was expecting duke and kentucky to make it but they took a dump this year so it's like yeah whatever i mean it it is what it is it's it's it is amateur level sports so it like if you if if you think that it's gonna be like a big scoring game, a lot of back and forth, like it usually isn't because they are just college kids. They're kids. They're not a, they're not NBA players. They're not like getting paid all this much money. They don't have the best facilities. They don't have the best. One school might have shitty recruits. I mean, you you when you see like the 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 teams that play against the number one seeds, like especially if you had Duke and Kentucky, they get always get the number one prospects the number one the the kids that are going to make the nba within the first round of the draft they're going to be in the nba there's no doubt about it but if you see them play like a what let's let's take like a rinky ding school like um oh i don't know what's a what's a school that's not like a basketball school let's say like they kentucky will play fresno state like i know fresno state's not going to get that many recruits for the nba because they all go to those big schools like kentucky and duke so like when you put them against each other that's going to be like either a mismatch one is that the team like kentucky is going to play them um not going to take them seriously so they'll either blow the game or they'll make it closer than it needs to be and then everybody's like well kentucky barely beat fresno state by this many points so it's like that's when it gets interesting but if they they don't do that and they do kill them and they do, you know, crush them, and it makes, like, a really, really bad game, and it's just like, oh, well, you expected this to happen, you expected that team to go the distance, and that team to just fall, that's why I'm liking, I'm, th- I'm looking at this, um, this year, everybody's saying Gonzaga's gonna win, and Gonzaga's, there's no, no chance anybody's gonna beat Gonzaga, and that Gonzaga's destined to, to win it all, and it's just like, well, if you know that, and, it, and what it looks like is, they are going to win it all. It's like, why even watch them? Because it's like, it, it just seems there isn't all that much competition with these other schools against Gonzaga, Gonzaga because Gonzaga just looks so dang good. So it's like, okay, I get it. Everybody's picking Gonzaga to win it, so I guess I better too, so I don't look like an idiot when it doesn't happen. But, you know, there is still a chance that they might fall to some rinky-dink school 
and that's going to blow up the entire thing and nobody knows who's going to win or who's going to lose. And so it's like, okay. That's where I guess it's like the whole, you know, title March Madness comes in because it's madness, it's madness and all that. But it's like, I I, I don't have that much desi- desire to watch college kids play basketball. I just, I just, I just don't. You, you may, that's fine. Good for you, but I really don't. Before I get to the Snyder Cut, I just wanted to bring a li- bring a little bit back together and, and talk about uh, the title, not the title, but the, the, the number of this episode, episode seven. And it brought up a little bit of a dark spot in my past. A little bit of a, how would you say, naive spot in my past, a little bit of a a little bit of a um, wishful thinking in my past, a little bit of a, dare I say, simp for a certain movie in my past. If you don't know this, I'm talking about uh, episode seven of Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Now, if you know me, you know me, you know what I said, you know who I was. I was the biggest, biggest fanboy of Star Wars, The Force Awakens when it first came out back in 2015. I was all over that movie. I wouldn't shut up about it. I saw it four times in theaters. I was in love with it. I loved everything about it. I loved um I I just loved everything about it. I was I was naive. I didn't listen to the criticisms. I didn't listen to the uh why what what made it a bad movie. I I was so tunnel I had so much tunnel vision of why it was such a great movie, why it was the best Star Wars movie when at, when it came out at the time. I thought it was the best thing ever. Now we're in 2021. Six years have passed since that movie released. And in the midst of that, we've gotten Star Wars The Last Jedi and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. The trilogy of the sequels has completed. Disney has said that the Skywalker saga has been completed with episodes 7, 8, and 9. And I'll, I, I will say this. Well, I still enjoy bits of The Force Awakens and enjoy The Last Jedi, I can't wrap my head around of how much I dislike Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Now, I will say this. Back when the criticisms were starting to pull in or come in about Episode 7 being... Too much like A New Hope. Too much. It was a retread. Some people said it was like a, basically a remake, a rehash, a redo. I I understand that. It definitely took a lot of freaking themes from the first movie and from A New Hope and put it into their version of A New Hope or their version in Episode 7 of Force, The Force Awakens to uh, start up the franchise again, to, to bring back the saga, to bring back the old characters that you know, Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Chewbacca, C-3PO, R2-D2, all those people were brought back in for Episode 7. And those are the characters that everybody knows and loves from the original trilogy, some from the prequels, but majority of the, the, in, the in the original trilogy. And I get why they did it. I understand why they did it, because they wanted to re- to remember that Star Wars was going to be this going back to what it was before, how it was in Episode 4, 5, and 6, being like these rinky-dink um, rebels against this massive empire. And I get it. I get the feel of why they did it, because at the time, they felt like the prequels 
were so distant distant and so not Star Wars to them that they were like, we got to pretty much get rid of all that and start over with how it was in 4, 5, and 6. And I get why they did it. I get why they did it because they did it because they needed to bring people back to it. And I understand that a lot of people at that time, you know, 2014, 2015, they didn't care about the prequel trilogy. They All they, all they cared about was, was the originals and what was going to happen in 7, 8, and 9. Everybody at that time was like, fuck the prequels. The prequels sucked. They weren't very good. Everybody knows that. And, everything, and, 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 and you know, episode 7 with J.J. Abrams is going to bring everybody back. We're all going to love Star Wars again. We're all going to love it again. And it's all going to be our favorites again. Then the movie comes out. I love it. Others didn't. I remember my brother was like, I like it, but it's too much like A New Hope. And A New Hope is my favorite Star Wars movie. And I'm like, you're crazy, bro. It's not like A New Hope. The the the, the mission in A New Hope wasn't to find Luke Skywalker. It wasn't to find... It was to destroy the Death Star, and that's it. This wasn't the main thing. That's what I said to him. Then I was thinking, like, well, sure, it wasn't, Alex. Duh. But I could see, like, there was a lot of tie-ins and a lot of, you know, um, similarities between the movies. I'm like, okay, I get it. I understand his complains about it and his qualms about it and I'm like and I'm thinking to myself like I still enjoyed it a hell of a lot I, I enjoyed a lot of it and I'm, I'm I'm just thinking like well it's not enough you know it, it is the first movie of of three more or two more to go so like you got to give it a little bit of leeway to see where it goes in eight and where it get, where it goes in nine so I'm thinking like well seven it was iffy to some people but also like how is 8 and 9 going to do? How is that going to reform the story and bring it all, you know, everything clicked together and how it's all going to bring everything under the same umbrella, all these characters, all these people in the movie and whatever, all these events, how they tie up together, how that's, how that's going to happen. And I remember watching and seeing like, <clears throat> when episode 8 came out, I was like, I think that it was a good, solid, I think it's a very good movie, actually. It's It's very... There's a lot of great moments in there, and there's a lot of great things in there, but at the same time, it ignores things that happened in 7, and then you look back on it, and then you're like, well, a lot of the stuff that happened in 7 didn't really continue in 8, where it probably should have, and new things happened in 8 that don't go anywhere. They just happen for the sake of it. New characters are brought in, new... Uh, new concepts are, are brought in new uh new pointless missions are brought in um and it's almost like you you kind of think like hang on did did disney and lucasfilm did they plan this out or are they, are they just shooting from the hip are they just trying to see where they go with this because they have no idea what to do and the more and more you think about it the more and more it seems true because then you go to episode nine when it literally feels like two movies in one because it's so fast paced it's um <clears throat> there's so many new characters again with the new characters first of all we don't even know the characters that we have right now like finn and poe who are these guys you know you think about it you look at the interviews back in the day when they were promoting the new the ninth movie and they just looked like they were just so out of it like they didn't know like if they liked the movie that they made, if they did it, if they if they felt like their characters got a good wrap-up of what happened. Obviously, they couldn't say much about it because they were getting paid by Disney. But then you look and it's just like you watch the movies. You watch all three, seven, eight, and nine. You look back on them and, and I, I, I personally, 
I don't think I can watch those movies again because they don't add up. They don't make sense. They don't conclude anything. They just make it murkier. They they change things that are so that didn't need to be changed. Like spoiler alert, um, Ray is the granddaughter of Emperor Palpatine. Bro, Palpatine. Why? First of all, why is Palpatine back? That seemed out of left field. That just seems so awkward and random. Like, why is he back? That doesn't make any sense. He's already dead. What happened to Snoke? Or Snoke? Oh, Snoke was was me all the time. Really? That doesn't make any sense. And if it does, it just makes a shadow of, like, a sliver of sense. It's just so silly. You think about it, and it's just like, that That does, no. That, like, I don't think anybody was down for that. Like, I remember when I saw the trailer the first time, I was like, oh, Emperor Palpatine's back, he's, he's back, he's always been back, it makes sense. But then you see it executed in the movie, it's like, oh, no. Oh, yikes. This is not, this doesn't feel natural. This feels thrown together at the last minute. It feels so rushed. It feels so, it feels so, uh, I don't know, I get a bad feeling about it. And then it's just like, I always said, like, episode seven and eight are what they are. One was a one one was a bit of a reimagining, one of a reintroduction of what Star Wars was. Eight took it into a new field, a completely new direction and all that. But it had the opportunity with nine to complete that. It had the opportunity to bring it all back together because I've always said that you can have the story of Star Wars, the sequel trilogy, is supposed to be told within three movies. So you need to give that those movies some time to materialize within the you know the beginning the middle and the end they need each other if if one of those parts suffers and doesn't make any sense then in my mind you lose the audience which is what happened to me i thought seven was solid i thought that eight took chances that i liked and others others didn't but i was i was excited to see where it would go and the nine just abandoned all those and did something else completely different and just you know floundered in in, in, into nothing because they didn't materialize. They didn't do anything to, to, um, to really um, bridge the gaps, bridge storylines, you know, complete the arc of characters. It did just kind of left things hanging. And now I'm like, well, I don't, I don't hate seven and eight, but I despise nine. And since nine is supposed to be the, the quote unquote ending, seven and eight don't have the, that much merit to me. They don't have the rewatchability as one through six do, because they don't seem completed. They don't seem like they, um, they don't, they don't seem like it, it doesn't, none of it seems earned. None of it seems like it, they worked for the audience to go on this journey through three movies. And then you get to the end and then you're like, Oh, that's it. Really? It all seemed so made up. And, and I, I know that it, it is a movie and it's all made up, but it doesn't seem like it was crafted well enough to earn my, uh, earn from the journey that was already taking it. It just seemed like it was just so abrupt, rushed, finished quickly, just to be done with it because they didn't know what they were doing. And I, I you feel it so much in nine. It's just like, oh my gosh. And I know seven, like I said, seven has its problems, eight has its problems, but they're all all pretty good in their way. They all kind of make sense, some sense at least. And you kind of hope for like things to happen in nine to wrap things up and for the trilogy, but it, they just don't. They just don't. So I guess why I bridge that, you know, um, from this episode seven to that episode seven is just like I rem- just being there, being so 
positivity was through the roof. It was just, I'm ready for seven, eight, and nine. And then just like, now you remember, it's just like, oh man, what could have been? What could have been? Because there's so many good things in seven. So many good things. Kylo Ren was such a great character. Ray was, had potential. Finn was cool. Poe was awesome in, in the bits that he had. But one of the things that they did, like, I think that could have sh- changed the way that the movies went is because everybody was complaining about, like, in a, especially episode nine, that nobody cared about Poe Dameron, the, the X-Wing pilot. Nobody cared about him. And I was thinking like to myself, like, what did they do to make him not so a cooler character? What did they, what did they do wrong? And I think what they did wrong is when they shot and did episode seven, their plan was to kill off Oscar Isaac's character, Poe Dameron, the X-Wing pilot, the guy who saves or flies Finn out of the Star Destroyer back on Jakku. And once they crash, he's just gone. He's nowhere to be found. Um, all that they have left, left is his jacket and Finn and Ray and BB-8 think he's dead. So they go on the mission without him, and then once they're on this planet, they get a little bit of a pinch with the First Order, and then the Poe is just there leading the X-Wings on the charge. They know that Finn is there with BB-8, and then it's just like, oh, there's Poe. Yeah, there he is. Remember him? Well, he's a part of the story now. He's a big character. It's like, oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, cool. But I think what you could have done is instead of just writing him out of the movie in 7 when they crash, leave him in there with the group. Let him be the guy who kind of leads them back to the resistance because he is without a ship at that point and he has nothing he doesn't know what to do and if you if you put him in with that core group of Finn and Ray, they immediately you sh- you see them bond more. You see that love triangle connect within those moments because I'll be honest with you the connection and the chemistry between Finn and Ray in the seventh movie is great. It's fun. It's 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 fun. It's nice to watch. It's sweet. It's heartfelt. You know, it's cute at sometimes. They like, who are you? Who are you? I know you know you know. How'd you do that? How'd you do that? It's like it's it's fun to watch. And I think if you add Poe into that, it might have been trickier to write. But if you if you did that and you would leave him in there, it would add so much more to that character and add so much more to the to the likability of that character because in eight he's like barely even in it finn's not even in it it's like and they're all disjointed and everything doesn't seem like they're are the and you get to nine and you're like are these guys even friends really they barely spend any time together it's like who do they even know who each other are it's like you don't get that and it's just like you get like this big empty hole in these three characters that you you know you should like more than you do so it's like wait a minute i feel like there's something missing here so whenever I think of episode seven, I think of the the core mistake, the one mistake that they really, really made, aside from, you know, having all these similar themes to episode four, you had to have left Poe with Finn. If you didn't leave, if you if you didn't leave him, if you left him, there would have been so much more chemistry, character building, development, uh, relationships developed, so much more things that would actually make them care about him. And make them care about the trio as a whole. So that to me is one of the biggest mistakes that they made writing that movie. Because it's just so obvious that they wouldn't um, um, because like it just it just seemed like they they had they they had an idea, they scrapped it and they did something else and it just it turned out not to be so good. All right, everybody. Now we're into the main event. 
the main event. Like I said, today, today is March 18th, a Thursday. Today was the day that Zack Snyder and HBO Max were releasing Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now, if you don't know about this, let me explain to you what it is. Back in 2016, a movie called Justice League. Justice League went through the, uh, uh, the theaters. Um, it was supposed to be the sequel to BVS. If you don't, Batman vs. Superman. Dawn of Justice. And that was the second movie of Zack Snyder's 3, which included Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Those were are the three movies that he solely is a part of because if you didn't know... The original Justice League, he was a part of it, but his, unfortunately his daughter committed suicide. He had to leave the production, and then that came that turned into Joss Whedon taking over. Studio meddling, other things happened, and the movie, just, let's just say, didn't feel like Zack Snyder's movie. It felt like it felt like part of it was Zack's, and the, major, the majority was Joss Whedon's movie. So watching that movie, movie for the first time, I'll admit, it didn't feel like Zack Snyder's movie. It felt like a Joss Whedon movie, but at the time when I saw it, I wasn't a hater. I did not hate it as much as I thought I did. The reason why is because even though it wasn't like Zack Snyder's Man of Steel or BVS, it did, for some reason for me, click fine because it wasn't like them. And I feel like the story that they did was a bit dumbed down, but it worked as a movie, as an inter- entertaining movie. Does it work as a connective tissue in, another, in the third movie in, in Zack Snyder's movies? No, it does not. It doesn't work at all. But if you look at it as just a movie, it, it, it does entertain you. It does have some cool moments. It does have some pretty bad CGI. It does have some cool scenes. But that original Justice League that came out in 2016, if you watch it as just a movie, forget about BVS and forget about Man of Steel. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Now, if you look at it from coming as a sequel and the third movie uh, from Man of Steel and BVS, that movie is really, really bad and doesn't make any sense. Now, having watched um, the Snyder Cut, you know, just today, fresh off of it, just came out uh, like a couple hours ago. I finished it. Um, and, and when, by the way, when the, when this was announced back in June of twenty twenty. Everybody was on board. Everybody was like, this has got to be good. This has got to be cool. You know, people were putting a lot of weight on it. People were putting a lot of uh, pressure on Zack Snyder. People were like, is it going to be four hours? Is it going to be three hours? What's it going to be? Is it going to be split into uh, parts like a TV show? What is it going to be? Because it was only going to be on HBO Max at the time. And it still is only on HBO Max, I think. I don't think it's in theaters. So it was just going to be an HBO Max exclusive so everybody was thinking like, well, what if it's not good? What if it is good? What if it's like, and everybody was saying like, I remember saying it back in the day when it was announced, like people are treating this movie like it's the freaking body and blood of Christ, the body and blood of Christ. Like it's, it's being held with so much pressure and so much weight on it. Like if, if it disappoints, everybody's going to be so outraged. Everybody's going to be so disappointed. Everybody's going to be like, was it worth it? Was Zack Snyder worth it? Was he, was it just all talk? What's happening? And then the movie drops the four hour and two minute movie Snyder cut of justice league went by like that. Went by like that, like a, like a snap. I have to, I have to say, I thought that the 
Snyder Cut of Justice League was great. I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. I got so much more depth out of it. It felt like it continued from Man of Steel and BVS. It felt like it it just it felt like it it, it felt like it, it it made sense of all the things that happened before with the previous characters, with uh new characters, with all their um situations that they were in, the storylines and what happened with them from from Man of Steel to BVS to Justice League. It all felt like it fit and it all felt like everything was had a purpose and everything was earned. And I'm not going to spoil it, don't worry, I, I won't spoil it. But I think I've finally cracked the code a bit on what, what has been happening with Zack Snyder's movies and with the viewers who watch them. Because if you think about it, Man of Steel, BVS, when they came out, they didn't have a lot of critical acclaim. And audiences didn't really connect to them as much as they did with uh, Marvel movies or, you know, whatever. I think I'm going to crack the code on this because I think since... Zack Snyder's movies, if you don't know, you know, Man of Steel, BVS, 300, this new one, um, they're all grand and spectacle. They're big. They're, they're, they have great shot, huge wide shots, big, uh, set pieces, lots of action, um, and tons of support, tons of great characters. Um, but it's mainly, it's mainly focused on action and, and action driving the story. And I've one of the big things that I had a problem with in Man of Steel and BVS was there's so much action in those movies. There's so much of it. And I felt like it was all because like his movies are so big, he doesn't have time to fit in these these moments where um you care about the action. You care about what happens, you care about what's who's fighting who. Those moments seem to get lost in those movies and in this one in particular um, the Justice League four-hour edition, all of that was able to fit into it with the uh, even more action, but you felt that the action had a purpose, you felt that the action had a meaning, it mattered, it, it serviced the story, you get a lot of more information that you didn't have in the first cut, and it just makes it even more worth it when you watch it. That's what I felt, because when I when you watch the first Justice League, um, it, there's just like a few scenes of uh, exposition, a few things of what they tell you that is happening, why they're fighting, why they're in trouble, and then boom, action. And then it's just like this big, loud action, big, massive explosions, punching and all that. And it's just like, yeah, it's cool to watch, but uh, what am I, why, why do I care about this? And I felt that this movie, the Zack Snyder's Justice League, with it being four hours and two minutes, was it was necessary because you actually got... A story, the reason, the purpose for all that happened that in the previous movies he just didn't have enough time to do it or he couldn't do it within the time that the studio allowed him to do it. So when you watch this movie and you see it unfold, and to me it didn't feel long, but it felt like I wanted more at the end. I literally wanted more because I thought that they handled it so well and so good that it felt paced well. Everything happened for a purpose things were revealed that you didn't know in the first cut that like oh wow this makes more sense this oh this i understand why this happens now because it just these scenes of 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 of, of exposition and information just elevated that that scene more because now you get it now you understand why it all happened because now 
before you didn't really know why it was happening, what was what was going on, but now that you get this massive cut of this film, you're able to see like how things in this movie affected how it happens in this movie and how it goes on from there and goes forward. And then you're just like, wow, this just makes so much more sense. It all makes more sense. And that for me was one of the biggest, you know, things about this movie is like actually the events and what happened, I cared all about because it was actually explained and it was, and it was, it was, it was, um, nothing was shadowed. Nothing was taken out. Nothing was, brushed over it was it all made sense so I enjoyed the movie so much for that and I feel like and I felt like that was the problem with um BVS and Man of Steel like I'm not saying that they maybe were not long enough but like they didn't allow him to to fully show what he was planning on with those movies and now that you get a now that HBO Max allows him to do whatever he wants to do basically you see how his vision materializes throughout the movies and especially in this one the the new one and you see how it all you know builds up to it and you get the character development you get all that stuff and it just it makes it feel like such a more earned and rewarding movie that it's just like i i i didn't expect to like it this much i really didn't but i i just i thought it was brilliant i thought it was necessary for it to happen because now i have a new appreciation for the Snyder um, universe. I really do because, like I said, I mean, the previous 2016 Justice League is, is not, it doesn't connect anything with Snyder, like barely any. And it's just like, if you watch it just as an actual just Justice League movie and nothing prior to that matters, it's all right. It's, it's, it's enjoyable. But now that you get Man of Steel, BVS, and now this version of Justice League, you watch them all together, it all makes sense. It all comes into fruition. It all... It all just makes everything so much better, and now I want more from Zack Snyder's um, universe. I really do, because I feel like those other versions, those other cuts, didn't want me to revisit them, and I think that's bad because a lot of the people who did watch him, like the the general public, probably were in the same boat because it 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 doesn't they don't add a lot to the story. Now, granted, does Zack Snyder need four hours to tell a story? I I don't know. Does he need it? Maybe. But, like, I'm just saying that the four hours and two minutes was so worth it. It was so... I wanted more. I couldn't believe that I wanted more. It, it, it shocked me at how much I wanted to see more of it. Four hours and two minutes was not enough for me. I could not believe it. I could not believe it. I, and I got to tip my hat to Zack, Zack Snyder, man. This, this, this delivered. This absolutely del- delivered, and I, I appreciate that what he did, how 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 much he took to make it work, how much he he wanted it to get it made, it's it's just I I I was literally so happy when it ended, at just what he was not able to do, and I just disgusted at the same time of what they did to his original version and what they they butchered it, and they and it's just like wow man wow, this makes it all so much worth it so worth it i enjoyed every moment of it the only thing that i had problems with was that there's some moments where the cgi just kind of takes me out of it and for the majority of the time the cgi is much updated and it's much better but there is a few scenes of just a few a few that really just stuck out like oh that's really not real or oh that really looks bad or oh that just seems out of place like some of those and at some points during the a sequence might have been a bit too long. And I know I'm saying, like, I wanted more. Like, well, why would you say that? You wanted more. But, like, for the sake of the pacing of it, 
for the sake of like, does this scene drag on a bit too long? Yeah, it kind of did. Yeah, it kind of did. So a bit of that was in there too, along with some bad CGI moments. But other than that, it was just, I, I loved it. it. It was a great movie. And if you don't follow me on Twitter, Silva 5 I rated it and I I do these Twitter reviews for movies that I've seen for I've done I've been doing them for a while. And <clears throat> I rated Zack Snyder's Justice League an 8.8 out of 10. So I think if people follow me, you're going to be happy with what you see. If you don't if you didn't like the movie, you're not going to like my review. I'm sorry, but again, no spoilers here, no spoilers. No spoilers. But this movie made a character that I didn't care about made me care so much more that I almost shed a tear at one of uh, one of their scenes for real I could not believe it but it, it br- almost brought me to tears because the thing with Zack Snyder's movies and I I picked this out in, in in Man of Steel and I can pick it out in this one the the way that he directs some of his scenes with the slow motion when it's done properly the slow motion, the soundtrack, is it's, it's just so beautiful in some points. It's just like, wow. Like, you feel that. You feel that emotion. It's just like, wow. You really nailed it there. And it's just like, and it was so worth it. And I'm so happy that it was a good movie. And I'm so happy that it came out. And I'm so happy that people are enjoying it. Oh, because it was, if you were on the fence about it, if you're on the fence about it, and you're like, oh, it's four hours long. I don't want to watch that. Well, it's divided into parts. So at one point it says part one, da-da-da-da-da, with a title. And then it goes on. And then it'll fade to black again. Part two, title, da-da-da-da-da. You can kind of mark where you are if you want to take a couple set sittings to watch it. You can do that. It's pretty easy. So I get it. If you don't want to watch it all at once, I get that. I wanted to. And I, if for me... I was fulfilled. It, it was so fulfilling, and I loved it, and I enjoyed it. And I hope you do too, and I hope you check it out, because I do think it was worth it, and I do think it's worth the four hours and two minutes long. I really, really do. And with that, I think I'll end the show. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify, and whatever wherever else podcast feed you listen to. And I just want to encourage you guys to leave a like, leave a review, leave a five-star rating, or whatever rating you want on a on a Apple podcast because that is very very important. So if you can just keep that in your mind, remember to rate and review, like and subscribe, give a holler, comment, criticisms are always good. Constructive criticisms are always good. I appreciate the listen and I'll see you back next week. <laughs>